Hello, Steve here. Welcome to Real Health. Thank you for your interest in health in general. I appreciate your interest in your personal health. And uh, I hope you get some insights into some of the deficits we have in our health approach in the mainstream healthcare complex, right? So here, it's all about the micronutrients. There are 90 essential micronutrients that we all require to gain access to, to, to firstly digest, then absorb, and then get adequate and reliable daily uh, supplement supply, because we need to supplement these days without supplementing your stuff, you are stuff. Uh, you can't just eat right and you'll be right. Those people that eat right, oh, I'm 82, I'm, I'm all good. Well, good luck on reaching 120. We really should be striving for 120 as a, a human average. We are capable. We just, um, we start with these silly baselines, these uh, silly historical examples of, ah, oh, we've doubled our... Um, life expectancy in the last century, never mind that you know, the century before that, it's about the same as it is now. And it's easy to double your life expectancy when your infant mortality rate implodes. It's very easy to force up the average life expectancy from 40 to 80 if you have a 95% less infant mortality rate, because all of a sudden you get all the zero, um, age zero deaths that live to be 70, 80, and all of a sudden, ah, look at that. We have an increase, isn't that lovely? It's not as if, well, we didn't have 80 year olds walking around in 1901. Of course we did, of course we did, don't be, Come on, we can do better than that. We can think better than that, surely. Which brings us to today's title. You know the title before I do. Uh, I knew it was to do with alchemy and health. Alchemy and health. There you go, there's the title. Or, yeah, there you go. So the idea of today, today's spiel, today's chinwag, Today's uh, mutual mastication, well, mastication from only me. <laughs> um, well, the idea is uh, like a quasi-essay uh, type um, title. The way we have, the way we treat, the way we approach health and the way the mainstream healthcare complex approaches its health uh, it's uh, concepts, it's approach, it's um, prescriptions, subscriptions, um, the credentialing, the, the teaching, the training. I contend, I postulate, I introduce the idea that the way we approach health, even in this day and age, in this new century, we're nearly a quarter of the way into this new century, we are still 
stabbing in the dark, much like the folk called the alchemists that existed before science proper um, became a thing. And also, let, let's let's face let's face it that science as a whole, the concept of science, you hypothesis, test, analyze, retest, conclude. <laughs> I, um, I, I feel like an idiot now because um, if you look up the scientific method, um, it's not exactly that, but it is that. So we've always had science. When we developed fire, do, do you think that we that we were uh, invoking the gods to create fire? Uh, no, I contend no. We've always had science. We've always had science, right? We've always uh, tested this. Oh yeah, oh yeah, do a bit of that. Ooh, smoke. Oh, when when the lightning hits, it sparks a fire and, and smoke comes from fire. So, ooh, what if I create more of this smoke? Will will it spark in the fire? And cavemen, the angels, whoever thought of fire or even in the Garden of Eden, they had fire without creating it or inventing it. Who knows? Um, we've always had science. Come on. Uh, projectiles, cannons, guns were developed pre the scientific method. Thanks to Francis Bacon, um, honoured with the title of creating science, the scientific method, introducing induction into the world. I inductive reasoning. We used to reason deductively. Science made us induct, induce, indu uh, incorrect use, uh, inductive reasoning. You can't really prove much with inductive reasoning. You can only prove that particular action at that time. You can't. You still need deduction. Anyway, I, I, I'm out of my league, even though I've put 15,000 hours in philosophy study. It's more moral philosophy that I've, I've been looking at in my recent, in my recent decades, in my past decades. <laughs> it's like it's like I'm 80. Um, I'm only 50. <clears throat> well, my 50th year, I'm just a, uh, a touch shy of my 50th um, birthday. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, alchemy, is, we're still pretty much practicing alchemy. We barely, we're barely even using science. What happens with inductive reasoning is that it, it just uh, creates this hockey stick graph, this uh, extrapolate, uh, parabolic rise in hypotheses and have this hypothesis that hypothesis supported by the academic um, political academic scientific uh, 
complex where you know grants are given on a narrative and interest and uh, basis because someone's got to fund it and where there's a funding come from the people that push particular ideas and even that's a flaw of science and I'm not going to go down the problems with uh, academia because many many will um, probably feel that I'd go down the whole postmodernist claptrap. There are, I will push back on that possibility of people thinking that I'll go down that route. I, I won't. There are some positives, not outweighing the negatives, but there are some positives of uh, postmodern approach to um, philosophy and science. Only as a challenge to um, the static. Uh, the old, the old school. But um, when you overshoot, it becomes crap, and that's what probably what's um, happening. But there are some advantages, and I, I won't particularly reference uh, postmodernist um, sort of philosophy and science um, right now. <laughs> Indirectly, I, I pretty much am. Listeners will get it. So. And I've, re I've referenced the whole um, hypothesis uh, growth um, equals shorter lifespan of theories and we hardly have any axioms out there. Well, we, <laughs> I've even heard recently, like, like uh, many listeners may, uh, may have heard the whole um, flat earthers out there and there's people that advocate that we have a flat earth and there's people that advocate uh, or postulate or, or you know, insert idea in there. Uh, two, and two, 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 two and two can make five. There's the crowd that... Uh, oh! The moon landing! Was a fake? Well, I've got a, a little bit of a uh, extended possibility. Um, maybe we, we did go to the moon, but Maybe in 1973, so maybe not 1969. Anyway, that's just a thought. Because it is very, very fishy when JFK says, by the end of this decade, we'll get to the moon. You know, I've gone through that before. And all of a sudden, like six months before the decade is out, we hit the moon. Anyway. That's cutting the fine. That's cutting the very fine for, you know, the amount of resource that was thrown at that. And maybe to justify the, re the resource thrown at it, they had to have it. Anyway, so the whole al alchemy thing. Uh, Isaac Newton was a avid uh, alchemist. And with alchemy, the, the reason why I'm suggesting... Uh, uh, you know, introducing the idea that we're still in alchemy thought is that alchemy is a narcissistic intrinsic sort of drive um, getting your your particular proclivity your ideological pro proclivity your personality proclivity 
translate into uh, your proclivity to towards uh, a particular pursuit of discovering something in science. You know, the, the genetic uh, sequencing crowd, the protein folding crowd, the, the neuro bloody cyborg and the this and that crowd and the, the, oh, the string theory crowd, the cancer crowd, the uh, genetic therapy crowd. The, and then you get crowds like me with uh, micronutrients. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I got distracted by uh, just flabbergasted. Uh, you might have heard the motor of the motorcyclist whiz past. And a red light, there's no one coming, I'm, I'm going. Anyway, so, um, we're still stepping in the dark and we still, yeah, I, I will admit that I have a proclivity, a, a vanity pursuit, even though I had um, around uh, 10,000 hours before I actually found longevity and the whole idea of, uh, you know, the problem with our health is micronutrient deficiencies. Yeah. And <laughs> the reason our life expectancy is actually going to go south, and I've made a prediction there, that our uh, life expectancy by 2050 might be 70, 72. Even to, to pre predict a... Um, a south direction, a lesser direction in life expectancy is very bold, but it's out there. It's all because of micronutrient deficiencies and it's getting worse. We're going to start blaming, uh, ramping up or doubling down on our blaming of our lifestyle choice, not enough exercise, too much food and too much uh, junk food and it's all about the multinationals and uh, we need to uh, mandate a gymnasium in every garage, a stationary bike for every, every child under the age of 11. Uh, what a thought. What a thought. Uh, no matter how many gyms you put up on every street corner with memberships, four bucks a week, we are still going to get fatter, no matter how many vaccines we make, create. We are going to get sicker, no matter how many more trillions get put into bioscience to get, a, get further cures for cancer, cures for chronic disease, autoimmune disease, genetic disease, no matter how much more uh, green med info uh, gets traction with um, natural cures? Yes, even my natural approach. There's natural people out there which are also alchemists in health, stabbing in the dark. I'm a vegan and I take protein. So I have enough protein now. Mm. Good intention, not quite there. You know, a lot of vegans are you know, animal rights, this and that. Many vegans are animal rights, uh, are, don't like chickens being killed. It's not about animal rights. It's about, oh, I don't like the idea of, oh, that poor cow. 
He just wants to go walk, walk around the paddock, you know. So a lot of our health proclivity, our health approach, our health direction is very vanity-driven, very um, self-motivated, uh, self-focused. Narcissistic, narcissistic, yeah, throw that in there too. Even for the health professional. I've recently gone to uh, Professor uh, Andrew Huberman, Stanford Professor of uh, new, um, Neuroscience and op op Ophthalmology. <laughs> I'm actually adopting something that um, he's advocated recently. Uh, between 30 and 60 minutes after waking, go outside, get some sun in your eyes. Don't wear sunglasses. Oh, I've actually, uh, before Doc Huberman uh, indicated, don't wear sunnies. Um, I knew that um, we shouldn't wear sunnies. Get that full amount of sun into you. Most of our uh, UVB, UVA, UVC, well, that's um, the order that we should be getting it, uh, I, I guess. Um, UVA, BC, uh, B is for burn, UVA ages you, apparently. I would contend that um, it's copper deficiencies that make our skin all wrinkly and hair all grey and we get varicose veins and we die of aneurysms. That's a copper issue. Hemorrhoids, anyone? Copper. Copper deficiency. Yes, yes. Um, and yeah, I, I get it. I'm an alchemist. Bloody good one, though. I'm getting results. How's your alchemy going? Come on, let's not not be that grandiose to think that um, we have the ultimate answer. Um, I'll listen to uh, Professor Prof Huberman for some great insights. He's very well intended, very smart man. Puts concepts all together on how to approach things, but. Um, Everything that he's talked about is, is too many, too many, too many concepts, too many routines, too many considerations, too many theories, more accurate, too many hypotheses out there to adopt, to even get up out of bed. <laughs> uh, you know, went to have caffeine. Whether to have alcohol at all. Smoking, this is what it does. Don't have cannabis, this is what it does. If you do, make sure you're aware of this and that. Um, supplements, take this. Oh, be wary of that. Um, electrolytes. Just, oh, do this workout. Do that workout. Do this many reps. Do this much cardio. Look on the horizon and go hard in the last uh, 200 meters of a run, that sort of thing. Like, there's just too much there. So, with the too much there, like uh, my version of alchemy, trying to get that lead to turn into gold, I'm closer than 
most. I'd probably contend anyone. I'm closer than anyone. I'm. <laughs> uh, let's compare notes in 15, 30 years, 45 years. Take your pick. Let's compare notes anytime you wish. Those intermittent fasting people, the carnival people, the keto people. Yes, I've got keto 44, but there's some nuance there. The 44 bit. Eliminating the four categories of food, the gluten, the oils, the sugars, and the nitrates, nitrites, to make sure you, you absorb and get all, get get your carcinogens out and your toxicity in the sugars and the, uh, the clogging of the, um, with the oils, clogging of your arteries and whatnot, and the cholesterol, which is uh, oils and sugars. Yeah, that's where the scary numbers come from, not from eating saturated food, uh, fats. And uh, then you need to get the second four, the 44, the four categories of um, micronutrients and you'll be closer to God. <laughs> you'll be closer to ultimate health than all the other crowd out there which are stabbing in the dark. Even if you've spent a decade um, becoming a professor, an MD, a health professional in a particular field. Huh. You'll be uh, doubling down on your theories because it's all self-focused. If you, all of a sudden, you're, you're a cardiologist that does ablations and imagine now you accept the whole idea that ablation, oh, I better start, stop doing ablations because it's all... What's happening there is um, people have uh, calcium deficiency and it's uh, enlarging the, the foramen magnum, the holic um, that uh, supports all the um, 12 cranial um, uh, nerves, the 12 pairs of cranial nerves that come out of your brain, join into your uh, spinal cord. Um, it's squeezing that and, and part of the, the way it's being squeezed is that uh, you get heart flutters and um, yeah, I'm going to stop doing ablations and then what, you cut off your uh, half million dollar uh, income stream? No, you're not going to bloody do that. You're not going to bloody do that. In that example of, um, you know, the cardiologist doing ablations, like uh, just zapping, uh, soldering, putting a soldering iron, the equivalent of, uh, on your heart and killing part of your heart so it doesn't flutter. Bloody hell. Just a thought. And... Um, Oh, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to save the five or tw 10 grand on each one that I do. I, I, I won't get that income. And I'll just uh, advocate for uh, make, uh, doing the Kiso 44. And um, there you go, patient. You, you'll fix up your um, atrial fibrillation, AFib. And then he'll think, oh, crap. There goes my Porsche lease. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. The I used to be a mental health nurse, a registered nurse. I'm not registered anymore, and I always thought from day one, what a patient would ask a nurse. Uh, I'd sort of be in earshot. Why should? I, why am I taking these meds for? Oh, you have a chemical imbalance. Oh, what, what does that even mean? Uh, chemical imbalance. Can you test for it? Can you see it? Can you scan for it? Can you? 
no, no, just feels good to say it. I'm going to uh, make sure I continue getting my 100 grand a year. That's pretty much what registered nurses are getting here in Australia. And um, by saying you just have a chemical imbalance, I'll continue getting my fortnightly pay, continue my mortgage on my half million dollar house plus. It's all good. And uh, the pathetic sights that I've seen in the past where a nurse would see their patient, their allocated patient in a primary nursing system, they're coming towards their, their allocated nurse and that particular nurse goes, oh shit, and literally runs away. They just nick off and go into a room. Atrocious. Ghastly. Scumbags. Anyway. That's uh, enough of uh, the feelings part. So the moral of today's story, being in 2022, we know all that. Don't you think in 1961, 1882, that um, people knew, that people thought as well that they, we know everything. We can, we can fix your health ailment by um, just bleeding you out. Just getting the toxins by bleeding you out. How about in 1929? We'll just drill a hole in your head to let those evil spirits out of your head. They were professionals, don't you know? Let's put um, a vaccine in your in your deltoid because it's proven to work. Oh, yeah. Do you know the pharmacodynamics, the pharmacodistribution and the pharmacokinetics of, of what, what this um, jab is doing? Oh, oh, no, no, we just have the, um, the study data. Oh, okay. That, that counts as your science, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah, I see. Look, I'm not just talking about um, COVID vaccine. I'm just talking about the whole approach. Yes, we have good stories about uh, polio and smallpox and all that uh, being being eradicated. I don't think they have been, but anyway. Yes, yes. Here comes uh, the right-wing conspiracy nut. No, I'm not right-wing and I'm not a conspiracy nut. I'm just looking at it like it is. I'll, I'll even counter my right-wingness um, comments of the last minute or so by indicating that um, uh, COVID, what, what you, you really think that COVID was a pandemic? Uh, no, no. People were just practicing their alchemy. They were worried. People get scared when they in, uh, observe a novel issue in the epidemiolo epidemiology Evolving epidemiology in a population. Yeah. We double down on our credentials. Keep our status. Keep our incomes. And because we've lost weight and look sexy for the last six months, it doesn't mean that that's going to happen in year six. Let's compare notes in year six. Um, 
based on your uh, take your pick uh, vegan approach um, herbs approach uh, carnivore diet take your pick versus my pick the keto 44 let's start comparing notes let's let's do real science oh but your uh, genetic your oh shit then we got an issue then we got a problem let's compare notes in 30 years then will you accept that how about my history of um you know two years ago a bit more than two years ago now i, I was looking at only living a further 13 to 15 years statistically speaking with my on, oncoming chronic diseases uh, i had half a dozen chronic diseases doubled my body weight uh, that i am now yeah it wasn't looking pretty what do you think that was favored genes no that would have been an excuse for shit genes So there you go. We're still practicing alchemy. Do you think this is really science? If, if, if you're in, working in a lab and you're just pushing bits of blood around, like, you know, you're not a scientist. If you don't have a, your own plan and you're not working on your own project, you're not in a garage inventing things. You're not a scientist. You're just a tech. If you're an MD doing uh, with the heart ablation, uh, the atrial fibrillation, the cardiac doctor uh, example from before, you're not really a scientist. You just a tech, opening up hearts and soldering hearts. Anyway, you got my the moral of today's story. We're still in alchemy land. Science, what bloody science? Inductive reasoning. We've only proved that um, if you push something like this. This happens like that's it, causation isn't uh, co correlation isn't causation, right? If you really want uh, proper correlations and causations uh, with uh, with the example of let's compare notes in thirty years with your you know vegan approach or your exercise and diet restriction approach or your uh, what else uh, taking NAD supplements uh, approach or whatever whatever your pick. Let's compare notes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, my alchemy versus your alchemy. Do we have the ultimate answer yet? Just like everyone else knew the answers of whatever failed uh, theory of the past. Thousands of failed theories every every century. This century is no different. We've already had examples of failed theories uh, one of them in this century is uh, the whole stress equals um gives you uh h pylori and um a particular tum uh stomach bug and you know this and that stress bloody hell no stress does not cause 90 percent of uh, disease it's all micronutrient deficiencies okay capiche right I'll stop there while I'm always behind. <laughs> Until next time, oh, I mentioned Doc Huberman. Uh, I'm going to do a, a uh, review on him after uh, one more episode of something else that I have in mind. Anyway, that's it for now. And bye-bye. Yay!